Hey everyone, Al here. Before we begin tonight's special episode, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Diabolical Coffee. It's devilishly good coffee and diabolically awesome swag. There's a roast for all tastes. You can order whole bean, coarse and standard grind, espresso. There's even a K-cup option for single cup brewers. And right now you can use a promo code PROTOSTAND for 20% off anything in the store. That's 20% off all coffee and merch. Thank you, Diabolical Coffee and Eric for your support. Now, here's our chat with Brad Miller. That fresh produce stand there, that's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, fucking sexy. It's Thirsty Thursday, and that means we are once again hanging out at the produce stand, a podcast covering everything in the universe. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other Letterkenny podcasts out there, but this one's actually interviewing somebody during a tornado warning. So if we see flying cows in behind them, we're going to probably cut this one short. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is lovely Tanya. Online, we have Squirrely Matt. Victor couldn't join us uh, tonight due to a previous commitment. But joining us tonight, he's a skateboarder from Sarnia. He's a film school graduate from Confederation Colleges. And I don't think he'd mind if I called him an honest-to-goodness punk. But we're all going to get to know and love him tonight as an assistant director on both letter kenny and shorzy please join me in making some noise for brad miller wondrous oh my god i regret nothing welcome to the produce stand brad <laughs> hey guys how are you are you now good, good you Oh, tip top, tip, tip top. <laughs> so, Brad, there's some ominous gray clouds behind you. You're in your car right now because you, you just finished telling us the power's out of your house. So yeah. uh, feel free whenever, you know, give us a signal and we, we will cut this thing short. <laughs> but the thing, like, it's a clear sky in front of me. Oh, yeah. Clouds are behind me, man. And, okay. you know, I don't know if that's metaphorical. But, yeah, man. just don't look back, right? Yeah. Pass behind you. I have a feeling yeah, that might be the theme for our interview tonight. So let's, <laughs> where are you talking to us from? I am talking to you from Sarnia, Ontario. Sarnia. So just, uh, I'm just on the border of uh, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Now, is that where you're originally from? Uh, yeah, that I, I was, I was raised here in Sarnia and, um, you know, when I, I went to college in Thunder Bay, Ontario, which is, you know, North, North, mm-hmm. uh, pretty North. Um, yeah then, I, I, yeah, then, you know, I went from there, I went to Toronto, then, uh, just, um, went to Sault Ste. Marie and they just happened to be shooting films up there. So mm-hmm. I start. I was working up, I was working in Toronto for about eight years then um no nine nine years and then um yeah then they started shooting stuff in Sault Ste. Marie so I moved up there with my uh now Mm ex-partner and uh kind of stayed up there because you know like I could work in film and not live in Toronto which is which was okay with me like I I I like small towns right yeah so so when we won't get too far ahead of ourselves let's let's first get you into the film industry or the canadian film industry anyway i mean what i mean what got you into it like what were you like in in high school for example oh uh, man i was uh i was not great i was not a great student (laughs) horrible student Mm. and i just like you know what got me into it i someone asked me what i wanted to do when i grew up and i didn't really know 
then you know i was kind of lucky in grade 11 like i was in my room one day and just like looked around my room and just it was covered in movie posters i'm like oh right go work in film and so but at that point i ended up uh uh pursuing film as you know as a career and Mm yeah yeah nice I mean, but I mean, you were, you were in Northern Ontario. Was there any industry up there yet? I mean, we know now that Sudbury's hopping and stuff, but you know, back then, was there any of that happening? No. Uh, when I, so when I went to school, I went to school in, uh, 99, Mm -hmm. graduated in like 2002 and there was no industry until like I, I wasn't I, I I started in Toronto right I started post production in Toronto right and um yeah by two I think like 2006 or 2007 is when you know there that uh, Northern Ontario Heritage Fund started producing you know yeah. these tax these tax credits right and it kind of it started started in Sault Ste Marie then moved up to Sudbury and now North Bay's huge. And like, I've been all over, but like we do, I'm pretty like, I I've done a lot of work up there. So, you know, I've, I've shot in Perry sound, Timmins, Sudbury, North Bay, um, you know, all, kind of all over the area. Right. Right. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Can I, can I, so, so first, first, man, it's great to see you. We had such a blast meeting you up in Sudbury. I, I know I'm not the only that, one right? chatting, chatting with you is, probably one of the highlights like you were just such a blast to hang out with so uh great to see you again man you look like you're doing well um when you're talking about schools i know we know where you are now but like i i went to film school originally it didn't pan out for me but they teach you kind of everything right what were Mm -hmm. your passions in in film school like as you were going through where did you think your trajectory was heading honestly like um you know i kind of i was always like it's funny because like I was, I was always kind of lost right in life. Right. That's why I always hung out like on the fringes. Like I, like I skateboarded and listened mm-hmm. to punk rock and then I got into film school. So, you know, kept, kept staying with the outsiders. Right. And, um, you know, I, 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 I could like, uh, I could spend fucking hours editing. At, so and your editing. Post. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, someone, you know, and I still was like pretty lost. So, you know, someone said, hey, you're good at post-production. And I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, that's what I'm going to go do. But, you know, um, what happened is, you know, I was in post-production for a while, uh, for quite a while. um, And then I just, I have, you know, I have a hard time sitting down, right? (laughs) And, and it requires a lot a of sitting down. Long nights. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dedicated <that's> hours. <laughs> oh, it is not my forte. Mm-hmm. By yeah. far, not my forte at all. Right. So, um, yeah. So when I, when I kind of got, when I moved up to the Sioux, I started doing, you know, uh, DIT, which is, you know, you're working on set, but you're still kind of in the post post-production world. Mm-hmm. Um, then I stepped out and got like got an opportunity to, to try locations. So I did that for like, you know, nine, ten months. Then um, you know, uh, a friend of ours, I don't I I, I don't know, I, I'm okay to say names, right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. up to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh so a guy out there, his name's Brandon Jordan. He was a second he was a third AD at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we were shooting some some film in Perry sound. And he, he asked me to help him like lock up. 
right? To help him walk up the set, right? Because we were shooting at this cottage. Right. It was only him. So for me, like, it was, it was all right, right? Like, it gave me that opportunity to, you know, discover something different, even if it was just locking up and helping him out. Right. But that, that did give me the opportunity, like, when he, uh, down the road, he wanted, he wanted to, he kind of taught me how to AD. Then I met some other people and some more people. And then, uh, yeah, then I, I think my letter Kenny was my, I think my fourth show as an AD letter Kenny season one. Wow. That's a good one wow. to, to, to be on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and is it, is it hard to, to sort of pivot around the industry a bit? Like, like, again, I work in an office now. So if I want a different right. job, I, I, I kind of learn a bit about it. I apply for it. I get interview and I get it or I don't. But I suspect that's not kind of how it happens in your world. It's like you sound like you some guy taught you how to do something like is, is it a kind of a different method if you want to move around job roles and, and pick up new skills and things like that? It is. It's um, it's hard to switch. I, I, I find it difficult to switch like. When you're good at something, yeah. that's what you're known for, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I just happen to like, you know, and film is all networking. Right. That's yeah. all it is, is networking, right? And getting the right opportunities for the right people and saying yes to the right people and, you know, taking a chance, right? Like, yeah. it, it, it can, you know, I, I remember my first time on set and it was horrifying and fucking, <laughs> you know, being on a walkie, like, mm-hmm. you know, because there's all these things you need to know on a walkie, yeah. right? How to how to communicate, right? And, you know, I just, I, I learned as I made mistakes, right? And, yeah. and I, I'm super, I was super okay with that. And, um, you know, eventually, like, especially AD and there is, there isn't a training course. Like there kind of is, but like until you get on set and do it, Mm -hmm. you just have no idea. Yeah. Right. So even in my school, yeah, you're right. There's not an AD class. Like there, it doesn't, it's not like a a thing. It's like you learn all these different aspects and a lot of the rules you you don't learn about until you're there and given the opportunity and see how others are doing it. And, pioneering and growing those spaces as well right yeah there's one thing like with a dean right um like one of the because i had mentors throughout my uh a dean career right um Aurel Gadet, that was the he was the first ad on shorzy season two he actually like originally really trained me as an ad when i'm like okay hey, i'm going to pursue this um i did a uh quite a few shows with him and man, I hadn't worked with him in like five years until last season of Shorzy. Mm-hmm. And like, oh man, the validation I seek from him, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it was just like, hey, look at me, I'm doing good now. And he just he's he's not a guy that does, he doesn't get validated yeah. unless I <laughs> Especially when I'm directly seeking it, he knows too, right? But you know, <laughs> there's like one thing, there's one thing to know what it like the different ads do there's like another thing how do you act like an ad right you know and and that that's actually the more difficult the challenging part like like knowing where to stand on set Mm -hmm. that's a that's a skill right especially if you know like you know and just knowing you know like no one really tells me what to do but i i just have to listen to everything right and kind of you know 
be be a part of the conversation, even if I'm not generally like specifically invited. Mm-hmm. Um, just knowing, you know, and having that confidence to stand there and stand beside the director and the DOP and, you know, being able to properly communicate to them. Because yeah. like I'm usually a third AD on Shorzy Letterkenny, I fourth AD. So a lot of that's, you know, they're they're completely two completely different jobs. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to go through a couple of the the, the credits that you have, um, just so we can talk about some of the people you've, you've been able to work with. Uh, starting with something called Young Triffy's been made away with, uh, shot in Newfoundland. Was that the first kind of job? It was 2005. That actually wasn't me. Oh. That's a hard one. Our IMDb, there's like four Brad Millers in oh, the film no. industry. <laughs> I was going to ask you about working with Andrea Martin and Colin Mockery. So you didn't work with any of those people? <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, it's it's a hard one. Yeah, there's like four of us out there, and we all kind of know of each other. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. So you know what? You just kind of. I think my whole list then is based on that one. That Brad Bradley. Uh, I Miller. think you're missing a real opportunity here, though, Brad. You guys yeah, should you join could, your, yeah. your 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 collective Porter. resumes together, and then just one of you shows up, and it's like, mm. all right, you yes. need a job. Oh, this Brad's taken. Yeah, well, Brad T will step in. We're good. Yeah. And you just. Yeah. That's yeah. brilliant. Well, because I mean, the, the Canadian movie and television industry is such a small. Pl- the, the reason I like yeah. going through these was to kind of talk about some of the people you've worked with and some of the re- recurring names especially our american listeners will be like wow like these actors are in everything right well yeah because it's a yeah. small it's a small world right so why don't you kind of shout out maybe some of the the people you've worked with other, outside of letter kenny and shorzy because we'll, we'll get to that um that maybe you know folks yeah might know no here. totally uh a lot of, like when i was in post-production like Sometimes when they didn't, didn't have things for me to do, they just send me to set. Mm-hmm. So like, I've worked with Mark Wahlberg w- with The Incredible Hulk, or oh, wow. he was a uh, sorry Trader. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked on Trader with him. Um, Tim Roth, I worked with on October Gale uh, with Patricia Clarkson. All right, I do have uh, that one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I worked with Chevy Chase, uh, Chevy Chase, oh, really? Arnold, and uh, and Shelby, the dog who saved Christmas, mm. which was pretty awesome. Um, I worked on Bad Blood with um, Kim oh Coates. My God, the guy, oh, Coatsy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I won't get into that one, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Whoa, well, that's a yeah. big one because that's Kim Coates. That's Melanie Scrofano, aka Mrs. Um, Mur- McMurray from uh, Letter Kenny. Yeah. Anna Hopkins was there too. Uh, Anthony yeah. LaPaglia, Paul Servino. I mean, that's a that's not just a, a big time Canadian cast. That's a big time cast. That was a big time cast, right? Mm-hmm. And that was a new me- that was a new metric. So that was like, oh, yeah. you know, same company that does Letterkenny right. and um, Shorzy, and we did it right after Shorzy. We did this, sh- or right after Letterkenny season one, mm-hmm. we did this like brilliant show, and it's like not on Crave TV anymore. It's called What Would Sal Do? Oh, I was going to ask you about that one too, because there's another a lot of yeah. Letterkenny guys on uh, people are actors on that one too. Kenneth Hugh Horn, K. Trevor Wilson, yeah. And I watched that first season and I kind of wish there was another season. It was a lot of fun. It was, that show was a lot of fun. Such a well-written show. And uh, mm. Kurt Smeaton, or I think I'm saying his, hopefully I'm saying his name right. Kurt Smeaton was the writer on that. And he, he went on to do some pretty brilliant stuff. Uh, some really, I think he writes on Shit's Creek now. Right. Yeah. Like don't quote me on this, but mm-hmm. he he's on some pretty big, he's on some pretty big stuff. Oh my God. I'm just thinking about all this the shows I've done and yeah. it's all yeah. coming back to you, right? <laughs> yeah. I worked with half I worked 
worked with so many people from the show Growing Pains. Like, really? <laughs> yeah. oh, all the Which Hallmark movies, right? All, all the Hallmark movies, right? right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what, what, what I mean, what are a couple like highlight productions that you've worked on over the years? Like things that really stood out to you as either growing moments or just fun places to be or whatever. Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, one of my like most memorable show is this film called Two Two Lovers and a Bear. Um, that's with it was with uh, Orphan Black. Um, oh my god. Uh, I've got that. Yeah, I, I don't have that name, but uh, you did work with the late great Gordon Pinsent on that one there. Yeah, yeah, and uh, man, uh, Mean Dreams. I got to work on Mean Dreams with. I got some crazy stories from Mean Dreams with uh, Bill Paxton. I was gonna say, speaking of Twister, wasn't it uh, Bill Paxton <laughs> Twister? Oh man, he was just. I'm sure. Oh man, yeah. well I was in like you know I was in my it, I don't know wouldn't call it my prime but that's when I was like doing mm-hmm. my stuff right and mm-hmm. like um him and I got along really well oh, and yeah. like I was always you know making sure he had a beer mm-hmm. or like I'd, I would always meet up with him after and have a yeah. beer and we yeah. would just talk and the first time like I sat with him like he was sitting in my truck and we we're you know hack, well, I don't know puffing a dupe. um. <laughs> And then he's sitting there and like, I'm just talking, like, I'm like talking to Bill Paxton, right? What do you say? Like, mm-hmm. so what's it like being Bill Paxton? Like, like just, I don't know. And so he just kind of described a couple of shows for me, like the way of the gun and Twister. And yeah. then yeah. Her describing his own character. Um, and man, he's like, so he plays this like kind of alcoholic corrupt cop that lost his wife recently. And mm-hmm. You know, he has this daughter that, like, he's, you know, on the brink of, like, doing something, you know, you don't want to do, right? And he gets into his character, man, and he's like, you know, when I when I see her, I just I just remember my wife, and, and when I smell her, and every time I take a drink, I just want to go out and grab her. I'm like, Jesus, fuck. So I'm <laughs> sitting there high as fuck, listening to Bill and talk about this. So yeah, that was that was kind of crazy. That's pretty cool. Um, and it, so do you have do you have any uh, memories or, or anything working with Gordon Pinsent? I mean, he's somebody we lost just this year. Kind of a legendary Canadian art actor. Uh, I don't know how much you had to deal with him though. Well, he was like, I didn't really, we didn't really work with him cause no. like too much. Cause I believe he was the voice. He was a voice of the bear. Oh, was it? Okay. So he wouldn't have been on set. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. No, we, I didn't, we didn't really get to yeah. see him too much. Yeah. I think well, he came on set one, one day, but fuck, yeah. I can't, you know, on that movie too, though, of note was Joel Gagne from letter Kenny, uh, joint yeah. Club, right. Yeah. <laughs> was that your first time yeah. working with him? <laughs> no, I had, you know, I knew Joel um from before from like he's done a bunch of minor roles and some hallmarks and Mm -hmm. uh you know i had worked with him a few times but yeah we were up in we shot that in timmins ottawa and a calowit um so we shot in three different cities over like two months and so he was in the timmins portion of it Mm -hmm. and by that time we kind of knew each other and like we're we're pretty tight now like ever since like letter kenny like we've been pretty close yeah yeah very cool. Uh, so let's talk about, uh, first of all, what is Chemical Valley Films? Uh, Chemical Valley Films, it's just, uh, it's uh, my company. So it's okay. like, 
it's just my company for it. I do like band photography mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I do photography, like I do photography. So that's, that's all it is. It's just right. my company. Yeah. You're, yeah. Uh, if anyone uh, follows you on IG, they'll see a lot of pictures of live punk shows. So when I called you a punk off the top, I wasn't being insulting. Uh, it's <laughs> something you, you actually identify and you're a big fan. Are you a musician too, or are you just a fan? Uh, no, I, I'm just a fan, man. Like I don't have any musical talent. So that's, mm-hmm. and you know, what happened is like, I, I've been sober for about three and a half years and like, but I still want to go see punk bands, man. Sure. Yeah. But going to a bar for me, isn't the greatest idea, yeah. but if I go with a camera mm-hmm. and look through that camera, everything in the, everything around me ceases to exist. Right. right. And like that, that. It, it gives me a purpose, right. It gives me a purpose to be there. And, you know, I have a, an 11 o'clock rule, right? Like, I don't hang out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know I know where I'm at in life, and I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't hang out past 11. Like, right. that's when kind of shit gets, you know, <laughs> right. a little yeah. funny. It starts to go downhill usually, yeah. depending on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me, 11 o'clock is where everything went downhill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I love the angle of the camera, though. Like, you know, a lot of people with any with anything they deal with or go through, just having some other outlet it's yeah. always a fantastic way to to cope and and just mm-hmm. redirect uh whatever your instincts are so that, that's energy. fantastic yeah mm-hmm. redirect your energy, energy. It's it's my, great, man. my you know just thinking my energy and my uh where 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 am i really looking right and mm-hmm. that's kind of your focus so that's, yeah. that's really helped me like just be able and now i go to as many as many shows as i as i want to right mm-hmm. like i just did this band or a big band out of um, uh, the states called Teenage Bottle Rocket. They're like my favorite band. Yeah, we they might we might hear from them a little later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that what your is that what your shirt is? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, nice. I have like <laughs> seven Teenage Bottle Rocket shirts. Very nice. They're amazing. Yeah. That's very cool. Uh, one last question before we move on to the, the advertised content. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, about the punk, your love for punk. Can you uh, maybe talk a little bit about a documentary you're working on called From the Valley to the Grove or that you worked on? Yeah, this is a project. Uh, this is a project I've been working on for a couple of years. It's a it's a uh, film type documentary that um, so I'm planning. It's still in kind of the works right now. It's mm-hmm. um it's a film style documentary where like I shoot things on purpose, but interviewing people talking about like specific, very specific things. So it's a, it's more, it's not about bands. It's more about uh, what I want to do is uh, make this short documentary showing, um, you know, the life of like being, being in that kind of outsider crew in small town Canada. Right. Mm. Um, so with that, what I'm planning to do is make like, you know, a full length, uh, documentary and I want to go, uh, tour like small towns like Moncton and like all these, you know, not doing big, big cities, like just focusing on the people in small towns because, you know, there's a reason that, uh, you know, when I was growing up anyway, there's a reason why people were in the punk scene is because they just didn't fit in. Right. Mm -hmm. They didn't fit in it fit in anywhere and you know either they were getting bullied and they found a group of people that just didn't give a fuck what where you came from who you are Mm -hmm. what what you did but we cared what you listened to maybe sure might make fun of you for listening to something (laughs) but other than that right like you know just people that just didn't fit in with the you know the hockey boys or you know 
Um, really, like I, I grew up in like a dazed and confused type. There is, you know, the punks versus the jocks. Oh, rattle, rattle, rattle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the stoners versus, you know, the punks, right? And we're always just on the outside causing shit, criminal mischief. Just criminal mischief. So right? you you relate more to the skids on Letter Kenny than than the other two factions. <laughs> um, I would definitely say I do to a sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it almost looked I like you were afraid to admit that, that but yeah. but own it, right? <laughs> but I can relate to all of it, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever you know, just it's funny. Um, you know, like it kind of brings. You know, the reality of, you know, the reality of what we do, what Letterkenny does, mm-hmm. like what you see in Letterkenny. If we were doing that shit in real life, that's not the reality. We would have looked that good doing it. Right? right. And I, you know, it's kind of a part of my life is like I spend half my time in um, film. Then I spend my other pretty much the other half working with, you know, addictions. And, you know, um, I work in like I go to jail, I go to uh, jails and like rehab centers and halfway houses and go speak on on addiction. Um, So a lot of my time uh, spent there. So like when I when I watch Letter Kenny, I'm like, Mm -hmm. ah, that's too perfect, it's too clean, it's not dirty (laughs) enough, Uh, right? But you know, it's that whole you know, Letter Kenny is not meant to be like that. No, it's not meant to be gritty. It's yeah, it's meant to be funny. It's not funny. It's a caricature of reality. Of course, of course. All right, so let's get to the the advertised content. I mean, first of all, how do you get involved in Letter Kenny? Oh man, Um, for me, it was being really lucky. I was really lucky um, to be asked to go third AD on this show when I wasn't quite ready to Mm -hmm. third AD and I kind of did it. I got through it and, you know, um, I was going to call Mark about this before I said anything, but I'm sure he'd be okay with it. Like Mark, uh, Mastiore, um, he runs new metric media, Mm -hmm. right. And dude, he like at the beginning, like, and this is, he's still a great guy. Right. But, at the beginning, right, he really gave, he really cared about like his crew, and he still does, sure, right. But he loves the like original people, and mm-hmm. like I, I went back to school uh, two years ago, and like I called his cell phone, and he answered, mm-hmm. yeah. right. And he's doing a lot. I'm sure my phone call was n- not that important, right? But he yeah. took it, and um, so funny because on season three, I ended up getting a bigger show. Um, it was Carter with Jerry O'Connell mm-hmm. and I took it without really like, I didn't think about it. Right. I just said, Hey, I'm, I, j- I just took it. Right. Cause it was a longer show. It was more money. Sure. And uh, at the time that's kind of like, I didn't still like, you know, like your first five years of working in film, you're still like new. Right. Yeah. Sure. And so the dynamic I had done season one and season two and season two, I went to fourth AD um, just because it was something that I, I liked. I liked doing it. I was really good at it. It was just to replace somebody else. And we just switched things. And I ended up staying there because I, I like being a fourth AD. So what we do is like we work at base camp. Mm-hmm. Um, a fourth AD works at base camp where all the hair, makeup, wardrobe, and everything they get ready we do the paperwork um but letter kenny is a big show for yeah. a fourth ad there's been times where we had to get 18 people ready for 
sure. the first scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, you know, it's, it's a tough one. So, you know, I ended up staying there. Um, yeah, sorry, I kind of, I kind of lost my train of thought. <laughs> okay. So you went, you, you left the letter Kenny for, for Carter, but then, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The Mark. Yeah. For Mark. So, mm -hmm. uh, when I did, Mark found out I took a new show and he called me mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, this is weird. I think I told the first AD, uh, Alex Champagne at the time that I, what I, I got this show. He's like, yeah, I don't care. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. like, and so then Mark called me. He's like, Hey man, Hey man, before you should have called me, like if you're going to take another show. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, I didn't really think I had to, like, I've yeah. never had to call the, you know, executive yeah. producer of a show sure. to say that. And, but it does show like his character, right? Mm -hmm. Like he gives a shit about the people yeah. that come work for him. Yeah. And, you know, Letterkenny's all, Letterkenny and, you know, has always been like a home to me. Right. Yeah. And I've yeah. always been wel welcome back. Right. Well, and that's the vibe. But, we, know, yeah. That's the vibe we get when we've interviewed all the actors that we have so far and, and some of the, 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 uh, the background cast members like uh plywood and and danny ellis we've interviewed a few and billy buttry they all say to a man you know and to a person <laughs> that uh it's it's a family at atmosphere and we we yeah. felt that when we visited you guys at base camp that uh it's yeah. totally like that and it's so unique to see that even the story you just told it start it's top down mm -hmm. right like mark yeah. mark's the guy and even he you know, like you said, it's years ago. Yeah, I'm sure New Metric has grown. They have a lot more shows now. Oh, yeah. But even at the time, they're still, he cared. And he's like, you're a guy on our show. I know you. What happened? Are you good? Like, yeah. he's checking in. And that's, that's you don't see that in a lot of, um, no. work, not enough work environments. Yeah. Do you see that. So that's cool. And, and in some places, yeah. And in some places, that would have made you persona non grata and not, you wouldn't be asked back. But here you are, you're back on Letter Kenny, you're back on Shorzy. So obviously, he didn't take it personally. He just wanted to make sure you weren't leaving yeah. for any, yeah. I mean, you're not the first person to leave a job for more pay. <laughs> Everyone does it all the time, right? So <laughs> that's, that's it. But, you know, yeah. it, it did give, give me an idea. Like, it isn't like, you know, you know, now that I've, you know, that was, I don't know, 2017. Sure. So like, I've, I've gotten a lot, like a lot more experience and yeah. I'm, you know, I'm very confident at what I do now. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it, it is that thing of like, what's more important money or, you know, working with yeah. a good crew because mm -hmm. you can go work on a show and just not like anybody yeah you can be and miserable, but are you, if you're making more money, is it worth it? Yeah. <laughs> is it worth it? And today, like, you know, uh, four years ago, the answer would have been money is more important today. Not at all. Mm -hmm. Today it would be, no, I'll, I'll take letter. Like I'll take letter Kenny or Shorzy any day or mm -hmm. any show. Yeah. Nice. Now when yeah. we, we were visiting you there in Sudbury at base camp and it was awesome. And you told us some great stories and I'm hoping maybe you can share a few of those with us. Sure. For example, <laughs> there's a certain character in letter Kenny that might've been written um, you know, uh, about you or that you might've influenced the character now just going from your, by your name, <laughs> Brad Bradley, yeah. <laughs> uh, who would that character be? <laughs> that character. I don't know if it was necessarily written about me, but there was some influence in there for sure. It's, mm -hmm. uh, the episode, uh, Bradley is a killer. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah. Bradley. Was, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what happened, um, every year, like, I grew up in a pretty like crazy, like I had a crazy lifestyle before my life was mm -hmm. absolute mayhem. And like, 
on the outside, very entertaining for others, especially like so. Oh, oh. we lost you there for oh. a second. Hold on, hold on you're Brad. Muted. You're muted. You, we lost you for a second and you're muted. No, you're back. Oh, that's me touching things. That's, that's right. me touching buttons things. aren't toys. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like what happened, uh, like Jared and I, we'd like, cause Jared loves like, He's, he'll spend time watching hockey fights on the internet. That's sure. what he watches. Yeah. He loves it. He grew up in that. And, you know, um, the city uh, with stool that's Letterkenny's based on is, you know, very much the same thing as I grew up. I grew up in a small town where we fought people. We mm-hmm. got in fights. That's what we did for fun on Friday nights, man. <laughs> and it wasn't like, oh, I actually, no, it's like, we're going to get drunk and we're going to fight people and we're going to, you know, and, then we would, you know, shake hands and leave and, mm-hmm. you know, but that's what it was. So like every season, like Jared would come up to me, like the very first, you know, thing we would talk about, he's like, okay, give me a start. Give me a story about Sarnia. <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay. Then I'll just give him this story and he would just, you know, kind of laugh his ass off at it and, you know, kind of relate to it too. And so, you know, um, you know, so yeah, he kind of he based some stories like just some stories I told him from Sardinia and like mm-hmm. fighting and, and mostly my buddies too. Like they're just fucking hilarious guys and uh, very Letterkenny esque mm-hmm. type of type of upbringing, right? You know, crop you know crop touring where we <laughs> take a truck and go drive through crops with beers and you know this was <laughs> back in the day, right? Kind of twenty years ago. So, you know, that kind of lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. And every so every season, I'd just give them another one and then sit there and give them another one. And like, Amazing. yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how it started. So then one day he came out and he had the script page. He's like, hey, man, I wrote this about you. <laughs> and I read it. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Sweet, dude. That's awesome. So what part of the Bradley character is about you? Is the, the fighting or... <laughs> Can yep. you, or can you do a good Chris Rock impression? <laughs> no, no, no. It's not the impressions. That's for no, sure. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Very cool. Uh, so, I mean, talk about like, what are some of the more memorable moments of uh, like on working on letter Kenny? Oh, um, damn. <laughs> There's so many good ones. Yeah. You know, you know, you know what uh, some of the most memorable stuff is, is watching the um so Dan Skeen being our stunt our stunt coordinator mm-hmm. watching um him pr- the the progression of how big the fights started getting right. and how the more rehearsal time and how much more work was put into the fight mm-hmm. into the fight scenes and um shit man there's like there's a lot of good ones you know one of one of my most you know, one of my favorite things was uh, when I when Michelle went to go. She had her hair blonde, and I think seasons oh. seven or eight, seven or yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, one of our listeners yeah. will be yelling at us right now. It's season this, blah blah blah. Yeah, I don't remember, but go on. <laughs> and um, so, one of the best things, like because we all work together, and like we had been working together for years, but mm-hmm. like we all just talk bullshit. Mm-hmm. We yeah. just talk stupid shit. Right. And then, you know, but we don't like, because we spend these like minute moments, right. Especially, especially at the trail, when you're working at the trailer, it's like, 
you get to sit down because a lot of them are just waiting for their scene, right? Yeah. So, you know, um, you get a lot of downtime with them more so than you would on set. Um, but yeah, one, um, I remember the season that Kate or Michelle went to go get, get her hair dyed. We were shooting in one part of, we were shooting on a farm. Then we had to go the, our, our tech move was over to Modine's, mm-hmm. which I can't remember the city we shot Modine's in. Um, and so we had to like, you know, split people up. Right. So I ended up going to Modine's with Katie and Chantel, the uh, key hair at the time. And we ended up like having to drive through Sudbury. I think Modine, oh man, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. There's so many little cities around. Um, but yeah, that was the first time like we got to sit and cause we spent a lot of time with, you know, Michelle, we went to Starbucks and mm-hmm. went to Starbucks um, <laughs> and, you know, got to sit down and like really chat about mm-hmm. like, life and their family right and michelle's family and you know you know getting to getting to know them on a more personal level is you know it was pretty awesome was such a you know great time for me man and um you know one of my most memorable things is one a friend of mine um she passed away of cancer a few years ago and um I was working on one of the winter seasons of Letter to Kenny when uh, the first season was gay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. And so we were doing this, like, you know, we were putting together this like raffle thing and like a bunch of little companies and Sarnia had this like, uh, oh, silent auction. Right. That's right. the word. Yeah. We we're doing a little silent auction <laughs> and get together and stuff. And uh so I ended up getting to put a package together of letter Kenny things. Cause I was, you know, in the middle of shooting by the time I got home, mm-hmm. it was happening. And so I took, got one of the letter Kenny shirts and like every, I think from number one to like 30 signed it, mm-hmm. like wow. the top 30 cast signed wow. it. And yeah, then, uh, you know, like, um, uh, Kara gave that to me and, you know, everyone was, so willing to like sign it and you know jared ended up giving giving me a bunch of money for it um you know and you know and then i got like some i don't know other letter kenny stuff i can't Mm -hmm. even remember but then some puppers as well and you know got to auction it (laughs) off and yeah that you know the the willingness you know of every cast member like when they step on the set of letter kenny it is not like any other set right it's you know, the ego kind of that ego you get in film, like kind of takes a step back because, you know, this is letter Kenny. We all work together. We all know each other, mm-hmm. you know, especially when it comes to someone new, it can be a bit intimidating. Sure. Yeah. Right. Even, you can even kind of see it in the cast a little bit, right. but like it takes about 30, 30 seconds for them to get comfortable. Yeah. And, you know, so that's, you know, those, all those things are just, you know, just wonderful memories. Yeah. I, I love that. Like all, everything you've described, not one of them had to do with shooting anything. It was all the experiences with the people, yeah. uh, which I love. And that's so awesome. Really quickly though. Cause again, you, you, you worked on, on both, obviously the, the, and, and obviously is I'm not looking for any shots, but like a culture on set and, and on base camp between the two casts and crews. Like I think of like letter Kenny and, and guys, you have been doing this for a long time with them. Um, they all know each other really well. It's a very different, 
you know, even even the storylines are very different on Letterkenny. And then you get this group of like jocks that show up on Shorzy, who most of them have had zero acting uh, background at all. They've just been pulled in to do be themselves. So what's the vibe on set between the two shows? Like, is there was there any obvious note, like noticeable differences? <laughs> like, not really, man. No? Honestly, like there was it's there wasn't too many because, you know, all those guys, you know, Jared really sets a tone for his sets. And I, I will, pro- and, you know, um, same as Jacob, uh, Jacob Tierney as well. Um, but Jared, man, he sets a tone, right? Um, and everyone just has this, such respect for him. And, yeah. you know, um it's like working for like almost a small business, not like it's a big business, but you, when you work for, you know, a local business or a small business, like over, you know, a corporation, you're going to put a lot more work into the small yeah. business just because you want it to succeed mm-hmm. yeah. no matter what. And yeah. you, and the willingness, you know, you know, it's also a union thing, right? I'm in the DGC and like there's IATSE and ACTRA and SAG all involved and you know we're just like a lot of sets ugc members aren't going to help you know a grip or an electric or anything right and nor do they want you to right yeah but this set man it's just no one it's not that they don't care it's that we all kind of trust each other and like we all know each other so well and jared jared knows everybody on this set from you know, um, from the security guard to the overnight security guard Mm -hmm. to, you know, everybody in between. And he does not treat anyone different. Yeah. And I, I, and I believe you a hundred percent, like in the, in the short time we spent with Jared, the energy that he brought just to the room and it was, you, you, you can't teach that it's, it's natural. It's, and it's infectious, right? Like you just, you, you, like I got the vibe me like, you want to do right by him and, and, and you trust him. And like, he just such a wicked energy about the dude. And you just don't want to, you know, it's like, you know, for me, like you just, you just want it to be the best it can be where that's not necessarily the case for every show. Right. You don't want to let him down. Right. Yeah. And that's it. And he, he, he just gives you that. He just pay, like he has, he's pretty patient too. Right. Mm. And, you know, if you don't want to be there, go home. Like, yeah. this is like, go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. He also doesn't have the patience for that. He's like, if you're here, be here. If not, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> and, but it's also, you know, that, that positivity that everyone brings, it's hard not to be negative on that yeah. show. Mm-hmm. And honestly, since the one thing I do know about every year, it just gets from everyone in the crew, especially the office too. Like the office just makes everything so, and they just make it so easy for us. Like, especially as an AD, man, like they work so hard and that like is not always acknowledged on film. Shout out to the office. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, Tessa and everybody like Alina, like everybody there, like they just made, honestly, they made my job on Shorzy season two so easy because they just they just keep getting like adding finding ways to do better or find it easier ways to communicate or find 
find, you know, ways to help. And it's everybody just kind of helps each other. And, you know, we're other shows that that's not necessarily the case. Right. Sure. Yeah. So here, I got a few uh, rapid questions for you. Spill the beans on, on base camp, which of the actors is most likely to be, you know, in their, in their, uh, um, trailer listening to the music the loudest uh, by themselves. Oh my God. Harlan. Harlan. Really? <laughs> Why? So loud. So loud. <laughs> is it like, so loud. yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, which of the actors is most likely to have other actors in their trailers? So, you know, oh, but, the party. Oh, Dolo. Ooh, Dolo. Dolo, of course. <laughs> Dolo. Same as Dio too. Like she, she always had, uh, always had the guy, uh, always had her people in there too, yeah. which was always awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, which would. Dolo. Yeah. Yeah. Dolo. Which of the actors yeah. would rather be like sitting in their trailer alone on like not bothered? Uh, John Nasty Morasty, of course. Oh yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. He's awesome. And he just sits in his trailer and when he says go, he gets up and he goes. Interesting. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, you had mentioned, uh, one, uh, during our visit, uh, like uh, one of the, that you might've also been the, um, uh, in- inspiration for the three gyms. You want to talk about this, that real quick? <laughs> yeah, Jared did. I talked to Jared about this when you guys were on set. I'm like, hey, can I tell him how you stole, you know, my likeness? And, you know, like, <laughs> and he just laughed at me. He's like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the gym thing comes from me and my buddies growing up. Like, so we had our buddy had this uncle. And for some reason, he just called everyone Jim. Mm-hmm. No, no idea where it came from, why he did it, but he, he had been doing it for years. So, you know, we started calling, you know, and we looked up to him like, you know, we were in grade nine and he was calling each us Jim and like, whatever. <laughs> I won't say the name, but we'd go over there, smoke dubes and blah, blah, blah. And uh, so we just started like mocking him a little bit, but then we just started doing it. <laughs> and then like... Everybody that I know, we all call each other Jim. And so one time, like I was telling Jared this story about uh, I have these two buddies um, and their brothers, and we're you know these guys would have like their these guys' parents would go out to dinner, and they they would call everyone they knew and say, "Hey, my parents are gone for the weekend. Come over. We're having a party." Mm-hmm. Then like an hour into the party. Like their parents would come home from dinner because right. they were just out for dinner. Sure. <laughs> and so, and these guys are like these. These guys are some of the toughest fucking dudes I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one night, like we're all partying together, and all we hear is like, "What's that, Jim? What did you say to me, Jim?" Like, yeah, you heard me, Jim. And they just start <laughs> grabbing each other so fucking hard, and they're two brothers, so we let them do it. <laughs> Then one fucking gets knocked out. I mean, you just hear hear the other one like over him. He's like, "How did you like that, Jim?" And um, like, we're dying laughing. Like we're like we can't even help him because we're fucking laughing so hard at two guys being the shit at each other, calling each other Jim. And uh, yeah, so then you know those are these are stories. I would, like one of the stories I told Jared, and uh, yeah, then all of a sudden uh, I just saw a call sheet one day. 
uh, from Shorzy season uh, one uh, and just said Jim one, Jim two, and Jim three. That's so good. So you just never yeah. know what what story you're telling, Jared, will end up in this in a, a season of either Letter Kenny or Shorzy. That's it, man. That's it. Well, it's also that small town like life, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah. what we did, right? We yeah. scrapped and we drank and we scrapped, mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was pretty fucking funny. Amazing. Uh, I've got some questions from our listeners. When we told them that you're going to be on, they were all excited. Uh, First one here is from our buddy, Adrian from Maine. Uh, He was one of the people who came up to Sudbury with us. Uh, He said, Brad, it was great meeting you at base camp. Thank you so much for all the time you spent with us and the stories you shared your true beauty as a sober person myself, two years in, I know the struggles of working in and around the industry with socializing over alcohol is commonplace. He works at a brewery and he's, he's sober. Uh, yeah any tips or tricks you found on getting and staying sober in the industry you kind of already talked about some of those uh word of advice for those thinking of getting sober uh, or those starting their journey and trying to stay that way sure man i got so much advice i could sit here for hours but i know uh one thing is uh when i got sober i took a better year and a half off film Mm -hmm. to figure out what i wanted to do other than film because they told me to change one thing and that's everything so I did. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I tried other things and they just didn't work, man. And, you know, um, I tried going back to film pretty early and then I just ran into everyone I used to use with buy off of dealt to like, I was in, I was in it pretty bad. And, um, I, I had to quit, uh, the, a day, day one of shooting. And, um, so then I went back, you know, I went back to school. Then I happened to get an opportunity to work on a Netflix film that hasn't come out yet, which is crazy. Oh, wow. Um, called, called Ivy. And it was shooting 45 minutes outside of Sarnia in Grand Bend, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And with someone, you know, I never used with, or, you know, drank with, it was, you know, uh, it, first his first name's uh his name's uh ryan highland he's a first ad out of toronto mm-hmm. and that was my first full experience working on a show um clean right um for me and like i when i when i went there i just knew this is where i needed to be um but how do i how do i do this without you know i you know running into anybody like first off i had to t- i had to take that year right mm-hmm. yeah to figure to get comfortable with me. Right. Cause I was so uncomfortable being me for so long. Sure. Um, and once I did, you know, and I, like I do, I do the 12 step thing. You don't have, not everyone has to do it. I do it works for me. Mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily work for the world. Right. But, um, you know, once I, once I went on my journey and, you know, figured out some things and learned to love myself and learned a few tricks, like knowing that feeling, the feel, feelings aren't facts. Mm-hmm. That that was a big one mm-hmm. for me. What people think of Brad Miller is none of my business. Mm-hmm. That's a big one for me. No. Um, but you know, you know, they, they say, stay away from people, places and things. I had to eventually just figure out, you know, I had to go back to Sudbury, you know, I'll tell you that Shorzy season two was my first time back in Sudbury sober and it turns out I'm the problem (laughs) not Sudbury is I'm the problem when I put myself in situations and Mm -hmm. you know I I have some type of reservation that maybe I can have one and uh, for me I for me I can't right it's you know um and you know I just had to learn I'm like oh 
North Bay is not the problem. Sudbury is not the problem. I'm the problem when I'm in it. Mm -hmm. And I decide to hang out with and do the things that I think are okay. And which my brain will tell me, Hey, you can do this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I just have to take, you know, I have such a good, uh, group of people in my life now that, you know, a support system, right. I always have a support system and an exit and an exit plan. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I never go to concerts without driving myself. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all the little things that, you know, I was taught along the way and, you know, since I got sober, I've never been like happier in my life. Right. And, uh, it's the first time I've ever been happy in my life. Right. Despite, despite the things I've gone to do, like I've had moments of, you know, this is awesome, Mm -hmm. but never truly just happy with me being me. Right. Yeah. Today, I'm probably one of the most content people just, it it takes a lot to bother me. Mm -hmm. Right. Because, you know, I just, there's things I know about, you know, going through that, that, you know, I know today and, um, you know, it just starts with, you know, if you, uh, you can't drink, if you don't have it in your hand, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Something so simple, but it's makes sense. Just one day at a time too. Right. And you know, the, sometimes if I was really hurting and I wanted to do drugs or drink, I'd be like, Hey, just plan to do it tomorrow. Right. Don't don't do it today. Plan it tomorrow. Then when I woke up the next day, same thing over and over again, until finally I just didn't have that desire, you know, anymore where today I don't, I don't have a desire to do any of the things, but Sometimes I can feel left out. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, congrats, man, on your sobriety. I mean, you yeah. wear it proudly and you should. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I love how open you are about it because I think that even in our form, it helps others that may be listening going through it to know that sure. possible. So good on you, man. Congrats. Mm-hmm. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, Adrian had a follow up. He's a drummer and uh, he wanted to know your punk rock hardcore tats were amazing, rancid and minor threat, if he recalls. Uh, what oh, are yes. you know, talk about some of your favorite bands and, and um, maybe, you know, some of the, uh, your favorite shows you've gone to? Oh, man. Uh, shit, man. The <laughs> Daglo Abortions out of, uh, Vic- out of Vancouver Island or Victoria. I love them. I uh, grew up with them. Um, minor threat, rancid, teenage bottle rocket is like a Ramones type, you know, band. I just went and saw them with the Queers, which are another f- favorite band of mine. I love the Forgotten Rebels out of Hamilton. Wow. Um, shit, so many. Oh mm-hmm. man, so just really a few, right? Into, <laughs> just a into the folk blues punk right now. So I'm. Like my other favorite bands, Bridge City Sinners, mm-hmm. and I'm listening to the guy right now called Yes Ma'am, and he's like from the deep south of Louisiana, and just, just his lyrics are unbelievable, man. And just yeah, it's it's, but my genre my genre has changed even since I got clean. Like I don't listen to, you know, Gigi Allen anymore. If you don't know who he is, mm. look him up. <laughs> I, <laughs> and I'm sorry. If you looked him up, because yeah, he is, you know, just <laughs> he, at the time I, I live by his, you know, scum fuck traditions and just being, being a fuck, embracing that drugged out, drunk fucking lifestyle, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I listened to some like, you know, I mean, my music taste has changed a little bit, not too yeah. much. So, there you go. Uh, if we could pick, oh, this is from Jeff in Maine. If he could pick anyone for a guest spot on either Letterkenny or Shorzy, who would it be and what would be their role be? Time to be a little oh, creative here. That's a good question. <laughs> so 
So sorry, the uh, guest spot on your show, like on, on Letter Kenny or Shorzy. Oh fuck, oh, man! Character role. I, I've had I've had one for so long. Tony oh. Napple, man. Napple. Tony That's Napple. a name that comes up so much in 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 the circles around here. Like I've seen him. Like he just did a workshop, and a friend of mine who's an actor yep. attended his workshop and and couldn't stop like raving about him. I just saw him in Van or not Vandits in. Uh, for, um, faking a murder, uh, Stu Stone, uh, yeah. um, uh, film and, and yeah, loved like, he's a hell of an actor. He's amazing, man. Mm. He was, he's just like one of my, like I, he, uh, I've, I've worked with him so much and mm. just, he's a dude that like, I, I respect so much. Uh, and he, he's so fucking funny yeah. and, you know, you know, such a different way than Letter Kenny. I'd love to see the contrast of like right. his angry Italian type. <laughs> type well, he could have easily know. been one of the Policettis or, or something. Oh like, yeah. yeah, oh yeah. yeah. He's too fucking ugly, though. Like he's just so fucking ugly. That's amazing. Uh, great answer. Um, let's see here. Tobias from Missouri. He he's asking, what? Who's your favorite comedian? Who's my favorite comedian? Uh, uh, fuck, oh my god i can't believe i forget his name right now <laughs> and i was just thinking about him oh yeah shit man i don't i i that, that's a hard one for me to answer um well while you think of that um yeah uh he's also there are a couple of follow-ups your dream project what would be a dream project for you to work on uh my dream project man would uh That's my own, right? Your, your punk doing documentary? Thing, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, doing that, doing... I have another script that I, I'm working on that uh, it's about a... Um, it's about a cook that cooks for death row mm. that I've, oh. I've been working on and doing some research. Oh, interesting. About. It's a pretty... Like, I didn't know it, it went... There was so much about it, right? Like, mm. about, you know, how, how um, cooks started like why they hired anyone to cook for death row in the first place right yeah. and so then i i was really interested in it there's this poem by a canadian poet and his name's shane koizan mm-hmm. yeah and uh, open um what they call a spoken word guy right yeah 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 and so he does um this poem called restaurant and that's where i kind of started looking into it and started researching i was like oh man this is that's this cool. is wild. And so that I would love to uh, adapt that to a film. I like that concept. Yeah. I mean, I, as soon as you said, I'm like, oh, that's there. There's so many angles yeah, and so much be, possibility and depth into so a simple concepts like that. So do you like doing storyline stuff over like, cause you talked about doing documentary stuff as well. Like where, what, what, what style or, or what, what? I'd, ra- I'd rather do like storytelling, like, documentary it would be based on real life but i want to do it in a film like i love i love like you know working with cameras and you know helping having cameras tell a story and Mm -hmm. you know i i really love that part of part where documentaries don't necessarily get that because you shoot what you shoot yeah where where you're using the camera to you know transition and to tell different parts of the story rather than just the characters Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
Just a couple of uh, last questions here from our listeners. Yeah. One here, uh, we'll, we'll get serious and then a little lighter. Your thoughts on the sure. SAG WGA strike and the stance of ACTRA. Uh, how does this kind of affect what what's happening up here? It, does it? And this is from Mike in New Jersey. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Uh, like I just went on the hot list for the Directors Guild of Canada and it's not great. Like, it, you know, there's so many sh- things shot in Toronto that are American <laughs> Yeah. over half of them mm-hmm. um that aren't going into production right yeah um and you know from on one side on one side this is our busy season yeah this is this is when we work right yeah. so you know depending on where you're at you know financially and what you're doing like i live in i don't live in i i choose to live in sarnia mm-hmm. i go work in toronto and sudbury but you know for me like and kind of being sober, I have a pretty cheap lifestyle. Like <laughs> I don't cost much money. I don't have kids. I don't have bikes. Right. You know. Oh, tell me about like, it. it. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> you know, I don't. I cost like five dollars a day, right? <laughs> For me, right? Like where if you're your overhead trauma, is right, right there where you need it, especially in today's yeah. market. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> Crazy man. So you know, uh, but if you have a family and you have sure. kids, like yeah. you're fucked. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Thanks. It's that's it, <laughs> and it, it's hard because of you know. And they, the, I, I agree a hundred percent with why they're striking and what's going on. It, it's just interesting how it affects other the other unions, right? Because sure. mm-hmm. we can't we. You know, the DGC, like, you know, you have IOXI being affected, the DGC, Actis up in um, in Quebec, like, mm. they're being affected. And just the amount of people that are affected by the two unions, it's so much bigger than the actors and, yeah. you know, the actor. And, you, you know, the amount of actors that aren't getting paid tons of money each day. I know... I know Tony Napple, for instance, like I know he paints when he's not working, right? He yeah. goes and paints houses. Yeah. You know, um, I have a, I have a couple of side hustles, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, that's kind of helping me sustain, but you know, as far as, um, you know, when most of us are on unemployment because, you know, we take gigs and in between we'll get unemployment. Um, I think it's going to affect the next eight to nine months because people aren't going to they get their hours when they yeah. are off during December. Yeah. Um, they're not going to, they're not going to get that on un- that money from unemployment, which I kind of rely on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I cost like five, $6 a day. So, you know, that's not, it doesn't affect me as much as, you know, someone else that, you know, yeah. has to take care of a family or have a partner or sure. live in Toronto. Right. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. So my, my neighbor works in the industry he works on a lot of uh, like American things. They worked on Titans and Reacher and yeah. stuff like that. And he was saying uh, similar stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, we're hard shut down. Anything I am involved in, I'm out. But he talked about it, too, about, you know, it's much bigger than what you just see in front of you. And the example he used, he's like, there are guys that own like food trucks who exclusively support sets like they'll show up on sets and that's where they make all their money even they're not working because there's no sets. Therefore they can't make money. Like it's so the reach of this shutdown is way beyond just those 1% millionaires at the top. It's everyone underneath it is being, is being hit by this and um, it, it needs the attention. And and I get it. It's, it's just, it's fucked. It's so. Yeah, it's, it is wild. And, you know, I understand that, 
you know, like, you know, Spotify pays their artists. Why, why can't Netflix pay their, you know, residuals to their actors? Right. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't get it as much as, you know, I'm sure there's ton, a ton more of stuff I, I don't get. I, but I do know the effect that lots of people are on vacation now. Mm-hmm. Lots of, you know, on the positive note, when do we get, when do we get a summer off? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Never. Fair enough. Right. The fact is work's going to come, come back again. It's just a matter of uh, waiting, right. Mm-hmm. Having that patience. And, you know, for me, like I can have a little more patience than others though. Right. Some people can't be so, off yeah. work for as long. It's just not feasible um, to them. You know, for me, I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, like I'm literally working in a food truck right now. Yeah. Um, you know, t- I just got off today and, um, you know, that that's like I have a su- that I do photography too, right? Sure. I have that side hustle yeah. and um, mo- a lot of people do too, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. so um, for the purely Canadian productions though, like for example, Letterkenny or Shorzy, are they affected? Because that's all Canadian and right now it's it's you know it's really hard to say i know uh motorheads is going on right now um there's a show uh coming up in sudbury in august september mm-hmm. i know they held off on um hiring any actors because they wanted some sag actors oh i see I, I, and i'm not really sure how actra is going to react to sag like in the next you know 10 days from now like mm-hmm. Is SAG going to stand like is actress standing with SAG? Like, yeah, with so, in solidarity, yeah, right? Yeah, they, they're they're going to support, right. yeah. And then the DGC, I wonder, you know, what's going to happen with them, right? Mm-hmm. What what are we, what are we as a like? There isn't too much information out there, so yeah. you know, I kind of been following it, but at the same time, I, I need to live life and sure. you know, yeah. um, you know, like I said, I kind of do other things, right, and. You know, I love film, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, my desire is to, you know, become a director or a first AD one day. But, you know, today's not that day. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, it is what it is, man. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Last question from our listener. This is from our friend Aaron in Chicago. Let's say our first day on Letter Kenny or Shorzy is an actor crew member. What's the best advice you can give them in order to vibe in the culture and the community on set? Welcome to Ladder Kenny. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it, man. That's perfect. It's that that's that's all that's all you say. I just I I you know one of my favorite things is like hey Trav when like a new cast member would come come on. Like there there was that 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 phrase welcome to Letter Kenny mm-hmm. was was powerful, mm-hmm. right? Had is like, oh I'm not on a film set, right? I I'm I, I'm out. I'm in Letterkenny right now yeah. and right. And that kind of ease and you just look around and you know, that energy is, you, you can feel that energy. Like it's very vibrant through throughout the whole entire set from the trans, the person that picks you up yeah. to, you know, you meet me as a fourth AD, you'll meet me at base camp. Hopefully, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm in a pretty good mood most of the times. Right. Um, <laughs> To that when you, you know, and Jared's usually always there, like, he'll go up and meet, like, when there's a new cast member on set that hasn't been on set before, mm-hmm. goes up right up to them and yeah. knocks on the door and shoots the shit with them, right? And, you know, that that ease right there, it's, you know, going back to, like, it's Jared, Jared's, you know, how Jared is, it's, 
that welcome to Letterkenny and you're, you're truly welcomed, Mm -hmm. right? Where, you know, you know, it's, there's a lot of fakeness in this industry and a lot of ego and that, that ego, you know, the ego doesn't work that well on Letterkenny, right? If, you know, with, and you know how, I know how Jared, you know, I kind of have an idea how Jared decides to like hire people and he doesn't always hire people based on, their acting ability. Mm-hmm. He hires them based on personality. What they're like. Yeah. Yeah. Character. Right? Character. Character. Yeah. Like I know a lot of guys from Shorzy. I was talking to Jared about this. A lot of guys from Shorzy, he hired them just based on how they fought. Right. <laughs> and if they were gentlemen about it and mm-hmm. shook hands after, those are the guys, those are the scrappers he wanted. He didn't want, you know, guys that were complete assholes, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You know, you knew, like you saw, you saw those, that, that type, right. Mm -hmm. And all, all the, all the, like, you know, everyone on the Bulldogs and anybody on the ice, man, that's on Shorzy, they all come from, they all have that same general, like, I don't even know how to vibe Mm -hmm. that, you know, they're just respectable, very, very respectable people, right. Just you know, and, you know, want to do a good job. And yeah, it's, it's freaking awesome, man. That's great. Love it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're, de- we're, uh, you know, at the end of our, uh, listener question round. So we'll just have a few more questions around the table and then, sure. if, uh, and we'll let you go, man. We really appreciate all the time you've given us. And, uh, right Absolutely. now we're getting hit by this storm that was, uh, that came through <laughs> Sarnia, I think. Oh dear. My apologies for running out. <laughs> we were very much in a tornado watch at the, <laughs> things were, were it, going sideways quite quickly. <laughs> it got pretty great. Like, so seriously, yeah. like I was in that yeah. Tornado, it was crazy. Yeah, Matt, uh, it's it's coming for you, man. Uh, so anyway, Matt, I'll let you ask your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I was getting ready to wrap, man. It's been <laughs> such a pleasure. Um, I ask this to everyone. I mean, as fans, I mean, well, I'm sorry, I'm gonna ask two questions. One, I, I'm super curious. First off, when we arrived on set, the <laughs> what twelve of us or whatever roll in, did you guys know we were coming? And what was the the chatter afterwards when we like this random group of super fans shows up and chirps you guys all and chatting for like, like there must've been some laughs, like who the fuck are these guys? And what's happening? Absolutely. All right. I think too, you know, when, you know, it's all right. Honestly, I want to hear the hard part. When you invaded your space. (laughs) Yeah. It's okay though. Like for me, it's okay. I'm okay with it. It's hard because there are on Letterkenny, it doesn't run like a regular set, right? Mm-hmm. Like we do like and and when something gets like a wrench gets thrown in it, yeah, you're just like, oh fuck. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and you're like, who are these fucking guys? And uh you know, but as soon as we met, yeah, like I thought about, you know, I thought about like, you know, right after I met you guys. Man, like, because, you know, my life, right, is I, I find the gratitude in life a lot, right? Like, gratitude is what keeps me sober. It what It's what keeps me content in life. And, you know, I was thinking about it for a bit right after I met you guys. And I was like, man, 
these guys are vacationing <laughs> at my work. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's a hundred percent. Great way to put that. Yeah. It'd be like somebody coming like to my office and going, it's really cool what you do here. I'm like, what? I'm just working. Yeah. Like literally this is my day. Like this is what I get paid to do. <laughs> you know, it's That's that, funny. it's that thing. Like, you know, I, I, I forget. Sometimes I forget the 95% of amazingness mm-hmm. that we get to work out with this crew um, this cast the, and the people on it, like everyone involved, because we can focus on the 5% that's not going our way, right? Or sure. something's fucked up, right? Yeah. Where, you know, when I did sit down and see you guys and like your eyes like kind of light up, right? <laughs> and being like, holy shit, this is awesome. I'm like, yeah, this, this, this is, is awesome. awesome. <laughs> this is fucking awesome, man. <laughs> you know? And, uh, that that like that instant like as soon as i met you guys I'm like oh you guys are coming you paid to come to my work <laughs> like then i thought about it for a second i'm like fuck i'm such an ungrateful bastard and i'm like geez <laughs> i'm like geez i'm like this is amazing man i'm like i have a pretty sweet job right and yeah you know being in sarnia like there's not many there's like five of us that work in film in sarnia and um you know, I get a, like I don't talk about my job a lot because it sounds like bragging because most people work in the plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, um, I try to keep humble. I try to be as humble as possible. Um, I'm not always like that. But then when, you know, I got to see you guys and just found out where you guys, a lot of them came from. Yeah. I was like, wow. oh, shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. you guys came from from a fu- like you yeah, guys it wild it blew even our minds like we're we're a four and a half hour drive from up there but like as far as california we're like holy like, we were just as blown away yeah <laughs> yeah and so you know that that gratitude of like you know i'm like you know like it's cool it feels like like you're a celebrity a bit right mm-hmm. and yeah. you know it makes you feel good like you know if i i try to treat people everyone equal right no matter who you are even if you're in my way i'll still <laughs> i'll still like once I sit yeah. down and kind of talk, I'm like, oh, you guys are, yeah, no, I'm grateful. I, I'm yeah. freaking grateful you guys are here, man. Amazing. And so, good. Yeah. So I got, well, I got to talk to a few of them after, like at the hotel afterward and just, you know, it, it was pretty cool, man. That's, that was good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I hope it all came across well. And we, we were so yeah. grateful everyone's time because it was a treat for us. And which, I mean, you kind of half answered my other question. I ask everyone, right? Like for us as fans and we were being referred to as super fans on set, which was hilarious to us, but I guess we have a podcast and we travel. So I, I guess it's, it fits. Um, but we know the reach of the show. We, we understand what, Letter Kenny, what Shorzy beyond just being funny shows had meant to a lot of people, right? It's yeah. really like it really got a lot of people through some shit through the pandemic, things like that. Like, how is it meant? And answer this in any way that you see fit. But what is it meant to you to be a part of the show? Shows. Um. Uh. Man, it, it means the world to me. Um. You know, there is a family dynamic there, right? And for someone that's always had a hard time with uh fitting in and family and um stuff like that man it it it's something else man it's it it is hard to describe like you know like i said um i i don't need the end of the day i don't need crazy stories for jared and tell him crazy stories i don't need anything because everyone's just fucking happy to be there and uh you know you when you're in letter kenny you're just you're just part of it Mm-hmm. Yeah. doesn't matter if it's your first season or your 
you know, 12, 11th season, man, you're just a part of it. And, um, the doors, the doors always open for you to leave if you don't like it. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing, but you know, and, uh, you know, when that door opens, it stays open, right. They hire, they bring back, like they do not have to, by any means, put me up in a hotel, pay me per diem because they could find someone else in this, in the city to do it. And they yeah. call me. Right. And that that's a big deal. And that that means that it's it's not just about money. It's about, mm-hmm. you know, keeping that family together at, at, you know, and with film like that expense, it it's not always sometimes it's better to, you know, and maybe I'm t- talking myself out of a job, but, you know, you can. Uh, <laughs> which I don't think I, I, I don't <laughs> no. actually think that, no. but, you know, they can hire someone that's local that's never worked on a show. Or they can hire someone that knows the system, knows the actors, is comfortable with them, and um, just treated very well, mm-hmm. very, very well, man. So you know, and the shooting, the shooting, the hours are awesome too for a film set. The hours are friggin' sweet. It's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Well, thanks, Brad. You're a fucking beaut, bud. Appreciate you. Do you have any? Thanks, brother. I- you're gonna appreciate it, boys. <laughs> Any questions, Tanya? Brad, I just want to say thank you so much for for spending some time with us and uh, yeah. meeting you was phenomenal. Um, I I've ta- I took that that meet that we had and your like amazing spreadsheet ability. <laughs> That's what she got out of it is fucking spreadsheets. I Everyone love, else is I like, oh, when I say you were a highlight. I wasn't I kidding. Tanya hasn't stopped <laughs> talking about fucking I, spreadsheets. I implemented one of your systems into my system. I like I in. <laughs> incorporated it and I'm running with it and it's working for me. So thank you for that. And okay. uh, I'm so used to letter cutting, stealing my likeness. Okay. <laughs> you can steal it too. Yeah. You the legend of Bradley Miller. You, I, yeah. I love it. And I'm so glad that you told the three Jim story. Cause <laughs> I do remember that story and, and you, uh, you just have a smile on your face and you were beaming. You were it. it so I'm so glad you shared it with us again. Oh man, my pleasure, man. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, thank, thank you for having me on, man. I just am blown away. I get to do something like this. Oh, I mean, we look like you said. You know, we try to treat everyone we've interviewed, from the actors to the behind the scenes people. We've had plywood on. We've had uh, um, Billy. Bill, uh, we had Billy, Billy Gritchie. Yeah, we had yeah. Billy on. Yeah, we had Billy on twice on. now. Um, we had uh, yeah, like we've had a bunch of people from behind the scenes, and to to us. You guys are all responsible for making the show, you know, so there's nobody more magic. important than, yeah, it's, it's just magic. So we appreciate it. Is there anything you want to shed light on um, before we let you go or, or would you, where would you like people to follow you if you want them to follow you at all? Sure. Um, <laughs> you know what? Uh, my Instagram is at chemical Valley films. Feel free to follow me or just keep watching, like keep watching water, Kenny, keep mm-hmm. watching the show, keep talking, keep, you know, keep chirping each other right <laughs> yes like just that's it right like that's that it's that that culture right like that culture is a thing and people like when people it's like where you know you know what my thing is it's like when i wear punk shirts or like band t-shirts that are like well known and i walk down the street and this guy says hey man nice shirt like i instantly get along with him and like i throw i talk letter kenny right like i just talk letter kenny sometimes and like i say pitter patter boys all the time and like 
It's like wearing a punk t-shirt. If you know, you know. And if exactly. you don't, well, fuck, that sucks for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Yeah, man. So I asked you uh, ahead of time if there was a song we could play you off uh, with. And you sent me a couple of uh, options. I took, I think I, put, I picked the right option given the t-shirt you're wearing. Uh, we're going to play you off by, uh, with a song called Skater Die by Teenage Bottle Rocket. Let's listen to this uh, for a second here. And that's all we have for this episode. Don't forget, you can use the promo code PRODUCEAN for 20% off any purchase at DiabolicalCoffee.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or become a patron. You can follow us on most social media outlets at Pod. Thank you for joining us. Now we're off to have some, some sodas with our new friend Bradley. On behalf of Brad, Tanya, Matt, and myself, thank you for listening and have a great week. All right. We lost Brad. <laughs> I mean, if, it, if, it, if his thing shut down, it was perfect timing.